Hi, everyone. Welcome to the Better Movement Podcast. This is Todd Hargrove. This podcast is listener-supported, so if you want to show your support, you can become a subscriber at toddhargrove.substack.com. So for this podcast episode, I have about a 20-minute movement lesson that you can do while sitting in a chair, uh, the purpose of which is to help you relax your shoulders and to reduce tension in your shoulders as you sit. It's based on the Feldenkrais method. To start the lesson, find a comfortable chair to sit in, something like an office chair, and sit so that you are towards the front of the chair and your back isn't leaning against the back support. Let your arms hang by your side so so the arms aren't resting on arm supports. And sit up just kind of in a normal posture, upright but not tense at all. And as you sit, notice the position of your shoulders. So how comfortable are they? Where do they come to rest on top of the rib cage? Check in to see whether there's any tension in the neck or the back. You can feel how easily you can breathe in the chest and the belly. And also notice the distance between the tip of your shoulder and the earlobe. So check, check in your mind's eye if you can draw a line between the right earlobe and the right tip of the shoulder and just kind of get a sense for where that line's at and what distance is there. And then do the same thing with the left earlobe and the left shoulder. Now slowly raise the tip of the right shoulder upwards a little bit so that it comes a little bit closer to the right ear and then lower it back down to its resting place and repeat that several times. So you're going very slowly and mindfully just so you can kind of feel the quality of the movement. Don't go to the full range of motion. You're not trying to get it up there as high as you can. You're just a very simple movement where you lift it and you lower it and you can pay attention to the amount of effort that's required to do it, the weight of the shoulder, the tension in the muscles that happen as it lowers and lifts. As you're doing that, make sure that your arm is kind of like hanging limp and it's just being pulled up like a rope. And see, as you lift in, uh, the shoulder, does the ear move at all in space or, the, or does the head move? So in other words, are you is this just a movement of the shoulder or are there also movements in the chest or the head or does the ear move through space? Try to make it a movement just of the shoulder going up and down. And then pause for a minute, leave that movement. Now can you leave your shoulder in place but bring the right ear closer to the tip of the right shoulder? So you're going to tilt the head, side tilt the head over to the right so that the ear comes a little bit closer to the right shoulder. And again, you're not doing the full range of motion, you're just doing a comfortable range of motion. And as you do that, see whether the head wants to rotate at all. So as the head tilts over to the right, you might be rotating the head a little bit to the left. You might be rotating the head a little bit to the right. 
Try to make it a pure side bending movement so that the face stays directed forward and there's a nice pure side bending movement along a plane where the, where the ear goes a little bit closer to the shoulder and then returns. And like before, you want to do this very slowly and easily so you're moving with really a minimum of muscular effort. And then uh, pause. Just kind of shake your shoulders out and sit normally. Now can you lower the right shoulder away from the right ear? So it goes down a little bit and then returns to its normal resting place and you repeat that movement several times. And see if you can feel that what's moving the shoulder down is a sliding of the scapula. So you've got the scapula on the back of the rib cage. There's that triangular bone. For the shoulder to be moving around, the scapula is usually going to be sliding on the rib cage. So just slide the scapula downwards a little bit and then return it to where it started and repeat that. You could feel the muscles working to help pull it down a little bit but make sure they're not clenching or working too hard and you're just using kind of a, a minimum of effort to do that. And then pause. Now can you alternate between lifting the right shoulder closer to the ear, returning it to its resting place, and then lowering the right shoulder. So you're kind of going through kind of a full range of motion, not, not a completely full range of motion, up and down with the shoulder so that you can feel the scapula rotating upwards and sliding upwards in the rib cage and then rotating downwards and sliding downwards in the rib cage. You can notice that the, the distance from the ear increases and decreases. And just try to keep this a very slow, smooth, kind of relaxing movement. And as you're doing the movement, you can see whether if this is just a movement of the shoulder and the scapula sliding, or do you move in the chest at all, do you move in the head at all, to kind of help the shoulder go up and down. You could do it either way, either way is fine, but let's try to do it so that it's just a movement of the shoulder and the chest and the head stay relatively passive and relaxed. And then pause again, kind of shake your shoulders out, readjust your posture, come to rest again. Notice any differences between the right shoulder and the left shoulder, just in terms of where they're coming to rest, or the tension you feel on either side, or just your awareness of, of their different positions. Sometimes it can feel like you don't really know where a shoulder belongs or where a shoulder is, and there's, there's kind of like not a clear impression of exactly where it is in space. So you can, you can compare that from side to side. Now slide the tip of your right shoulder forward a little bit. So imagine the, the most forward part of your shoulder, and then just move it a little bit more forward, just an inch or two, as if it was like reaching out to touch something, and then move back to the position where it started and repeat that several times. And like we did before, we'll try to make this a movement uh, of the shoulder. So you, this, this happens because the scapula slides forward in the rib cage and allows the shoulder joint to come forward. Of course, you could move the shoulder forward 
by rotating in the chest, and that would bring the shoulder forward, but try to keep the chest oriented forwards, so just the shoulder slides forward a little bit and finds a comfortable range of motion, and then come back to, to where it started, and try to make it a smooth gliding movement where you can feel the clavicle tilt forward, the shoulder joint come forward, the scapula slide a little bit on the rib cage. And then pause, let the shoulder come to rest wherever it stops. Now can you do the opposite movement? Can you take the shoulder backwards? Take the tip of the shoulder backwards behind you a little bit so that you can feel the scapula sliding backwards, sliding towards the spine a little bit, and then move it back to the neutral position and repeat that several times. And you could feel the muscles on the upper right back kind of working to pull the scapula back. See if you can work them just a minimum so you don't feel them clenching and working too hard. Just, just enough so that you can feel that the scapula slides back. Just kind of notice the quality of the movement, whether you feel any kind of ratchets or quick speeding up and slowing down as you do this. And try to make the movement smooth. And then pause again. Just rest your shoulder in place. And now can you take it all the way forward and then all the way back? So you alternate between taking the shoulder forward, taking the shoulder back, and you're just kind of feeling the quality of the movement, the slow, even pace. See if you can minimize tension in your neck and your jaw and make sure you're continuing to breathe as the scapula slides. And as you're doing that, as you're taking the shoulder forward and back, you could take it further forward and back if you kind of turned as well. So the next time the, the shoulder comes forward, you could take it further forward by turning a little bit to the left. You could turn your head to the left. You could take your, your sternum to the left a little bit, and then the right shoulder would come further forward. And to get the right shoulder to go further back, you could do the opposite. You could turn your head a little bit to the right. You could turn your sternum a little bit to the right and your rib cage to the right. So just go and do that. Move the, the rib cage, move the head, move the shoulder kind of in the same direction so they're all helping each other. So you can expand the range of motion a little bit. And just see what effect that has on the, the quality of the ease of the movement. And then pause. Just kind of shake it out. And you could also do the opposite. So the next time you take the right shoulder forward, look with your head over to the right as if you were looking over the right shoulder. And the next time you take the right shoulder back, look to the left with your head. And then so move the shoulder forward and back as you're moving the head kind of in an opposite direction to the right and to the left so that you have to differentiate the movement of the shoulder and the scapula from the movement of the neck. And again, if you're not quite getting this, one way to do it is that when you move the right shoulder forward, you're kind of looking over your right shoulder with your eyes and your neck. 
and then leave that rest for just a second. And then just return to moving the shoulder forward and back, keeping the head facing forward, keeping the chest facing forward, just making an independent movement of the shoulder, see if that's becoming a little bit more clear or smooth or easy. And then pause, leave that, rest and sit in again, let the arms dangle by the side, kind of shake your shoulders around, let them fall back on the rib cage, see where they come to rest. And just check in again with the overall level of tension and comfort and your sense of positioning on the right side compared to the left. Okay, so we've taken the shoulder up and down and forward and back, and that's kind of owing to the fact that the scapula has a lot of range of motion. It can move in many different directions, uh, which can put your shoulder joint in different directions, even though the rib cage is kind of staying in one place. Uh, it can basically move in a full circle. So now we can kind of put those movements together and go in a full circle. Uh, but before we do that, let's use kind of a, a visual aid. Imagine there's a clock painted on the outside of your shoulder that someone could see looking at you from the side. So 12 o'clock would be uh, a movement up, and 6 o'clock would be moving down. And if you moved your shoulder um, forward, that would be going to 3 o'clock, and back would be going to 9 o'clock. So now can you move your shoulder all around that clock? So slowly move the shoulder up, which is going to 12 o'clock, and then rotate it forward until it's at 3 o'clock, and then keep going down until it's at 6 and then back until it's at 9, and then keep going all around the clock in a full circle. And as you do that, try to keep a constant, even, slow speed. So you may notice there's places where you kind of want to speed up and the movement gets kind of ratcheted and jerky, uh, and other places that are slower. And usually you kind of want to speed up and skip through the areas where you don't have as much control over the position of the shoulder in that position because it, you're not used to it or maybe it's less comfortable or the muscles that uh, control it are not as active in that position or don't want to lengthen to get there. So if you kind of make sure that you can hit every hour along this clock and you're comfortable in each one and you can minimize the amount of tension involved in each one and the muscular work to get there, you can start to kind of reclaim a full set of, you know, positions for the shoulder to be in and to be comfortable. And now reverse directions. Go around the clock in a counterclockwise direction. And you could make the, the clock a little bit uh, bigger to work on your range of motion. You could make it a little bit smaller and make sure everything's precise. You might notice that some parts of the clock are, in some sense, uh, bigger than the others. There's some parts where you can't really make that much of a, of a circle. So you can make a small circle, you can make a big circle. As you're doing that, make sure you're not holding your breath or having any tension in the jaw, any tension in the neck. The arm's not tense, the hand isn't tense. Everything's loose except for the muscles controlling the scapula. And then pause, leave it, shake it out again. Just kind of shake both shoulders out. 
and let them come to rest wherever they are. And then just check in again as you have been with your sense of tension and comfort and your, and your idea about where that shoulder belongs on the rib cage on the right side compared to the left. And if you notice, as some people sometimes do, that the right shoulder is now feeling much more comfortable and alive and at the same time uh, relaxed than the left, you can go ahead and repeat this uh, same set of movements on the left side. And I'll let you do that on your own. You can go back uh, through the lesson and just kind of substitute left for right. This uh, lesson is based on the Feldenkrais method. And a lot of these lessons, uh, you really focus on one side or you do kind of a one-sided lesson. And it leaves you feeling a little bit uh, asymmetrical, but it does give you an appreciation for the fact that something's different, something's changed as a result of this lesson. And uh, if you want to go back and do this lesson later, which I recommend you do if you, if you enjoyed it the first time, you don't necessarily have to go through the whole you know, 15, 20 minutes we've been doing here on each side. You could just kind of slowly repeat what you remember, or you could just do kind of like the, the clock portion of the movement uh, that we did at the end. So if you're feeling better after this lesson uh, and, and you like it, it's probably the case that um, you know the results will wear off after a, a couple hours or a day. And if you want to reclaim them, you can just kind of revisit the movements whenever you want uh, in your own time. And again, you don't have to go through the full 20 minutes again, but maybe you do if you feel like you can't get back after, after 30 seconds or a minute of work. But uh, try these just kind of mindful, weird, slow exercises on your own uh, while you're sitting at work and see if they can uh, make you feel more relaxed and comfortable. I should also mention that if you enjoyed this lesson, make sure to go to my website at toddhargrove.substack.com and look for announcements about online movement lessons because I'm going to be offering a series of uh, classes with these kinds of lessons. Uh, I got another one coming up soon in January. Thanks everyone for listening to the Better Movement podcast. If you enjoyed it, please like and subscribe. And if you want to support the podcast, go to toddhargrove.substack.com and become a subscriber.